Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Mike Harvey about how he helps businesses grow and scale. Mike has owned and helped launch several businesses over the past 20 plus years. He has grown companies from startups to having very large teams, including building out sales, marketing, and accounting departments. He has figured out how to stop being the central hub and stop micromanaging everyone and everything that goes on in your business and teaches other business owners and leaders how to do the same so that they can focus on leading their company. In other words, him and his team can help business owners work less, make more, have less stress, and enjoy their company. He has worked with companies ranging from traditional local service-based businesses, including construction, legal, financial services, insurance, as well as online-based businesses such as coaching, consulting, and agencies. He currently owns multiple businesses, including IT services, cybersecurity, and marketing agencies, but spends most of his time coaching other owners and leaders, including his own team and leaders. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Virginia. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. I'm excited to have you here today and kind of hear more about your story. Okay, cool. And wisdom that you could share. All right. So what inspired you to start this entrepreneurial journey and how did all of that get going? You know, I I don't know. How far back do you want to go? (laughs) I, you know, really from a young age, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and, you know, I, I, I think to some degree, a lot of, a little bit of it was osmosis, just being around it. But then also, you know, some degree was, you know, my dad encouraging like, Hey, you don't want to work for somebody else, basically more or less. And then, you know, my grandpa, my grandma, like they were all uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, then my dad was as well. And I remember from a young age, like drawing out plans for different businesses and different business structures and all like, you know, even into my early years. And it's interesting because I see my kids doing the same thing now. And, you know, that it's it's not necessarily something I'm trying to push on them or to train them into. But I certainly when they ask me questions, I do answer them and kind of guide them a little bit, even at a, at a young age, my oldest being eight years old. Have you had businesses that you started that, that let's say failed? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I remember when I first started out in business, actually my very, very first business I started on my own that I remember, well, let's see, thinking back, I didn't, I focused on the wrong things, right? So this was like way back in high school. I was, I was thinking about, you know, how can I, how can I produce a product and produce a better product? And, you know, nowhere along the way was I thinking about sales or marketing or any of those things. So you know, I, I had that. And then fast forward a few years, I realized that that needed to be the number one focus of what I was doing. Very first business that I was able to generate any revenue in, I actually started just going door to door doing a residential type services. And, and so once I, once I kind of figured out really the, the basic thing that all businesses need is you need customers, you need revenue, and you need a way to get in front of people, you know, it kind of started to take off from there. That's cool. I don't assume you to go door to door anymore. No. <laughs> so how do you get in front of your current customers or your ideal customers within any of the businesses that you guys have going now? You know, that that's a great question. I kind of like to put it this way, whether it's online business, offline business, you know, all of it's kind of more or less the same. You need to get the attention of your customers. So, you know, obviously who, and you know this, Virginia, but you know, who is your ideal customer? And then how do you get in front of them? 
And, and that varies. One of the businesses we run, we coach other IT company owners how to, you know, get more sales basically. And basic premises, be out in the marketplace, wherever your client, wherever your customers or clients are. And, you know, in, in any other business, whether it's online, it would be the same way, right? Be out in the marketplace where your customers are. In an online business, that's more of a virtual sense. So where are your, where are your customers online? And then in an offline business, where are your customers? And get in front of them, start and build relationships. And then those relationships ultimately turn into sales. So let's focus on like your hope you're helping other coaches and consultants and stuff like that. Okay. So what do you guys do to get in front of those people? Because they're more online, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we we kind of have two different two different things we look at in a in a very big macro way is there's organic and then there's there's paid, right? So in organic, we just go out and be good humans, right? Be helpful. We see a lot of people pushing organic and in a very, very spammy way. And I'm very opposed to that. There's ways of getting in front of people without being spammy, delivering value and getting attention, and then ultimately converting those into relationships. And then in the paid, paid side, it's very similar. The, the big difference between paid and organic, organic helps you to get your messaging down paid helps you to scale, right? You can only do so much organic. You're going to, you're going to do either time or money or both. And in, you know, organic marketing, it takes a lot of time. And if you're trying to do it at any level of scale, it really takes money as well to do that. But if you're looking at paid, it takes a little bit of time, certainly much, much less time. And, you know, you can, you can crank up the dial on that without putting a whole lot more time into it. I don't know if that quite answers the question. I kind of <laughs> got lost in talking, but you know, let me let me know if you need some more clarity on that. So with your when you do your organic and then paid, do you suggest focusing on getting your organic message down first before you put money into the paid ads? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the things that we teach is really, you know, you see a lot of people out there that are teaching, oh, this method or that method or that method. And you know, all, all of them work, but it really depends on where you're at in your business, what the right method is for you. So, you know, we don't teach a one size fits all lead generation mechanism. We teach, you know, what the right lead gen mechanism for your business depends on where your business is at, where you're at personally, the stage of maturity and all, all of those things. So, yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, get your, get your messaging down to where you're, you are attracting people to some level. I, I mean, you don't spend you know, five years on it, certainly. And really, you know, it shouldn't even be several months. Spend a, spend a week or two weeks, get your messaging figured out, see what resonates with your audience. And then once you have that figured out, then you can go to paid and scale that up. Is there, okay, who who's like, we can stick to the coaching and consulting or online space if you want companies, but who would be like an ideal avatar for you? You know, really it's, um, coaches and service providers that are looking to make a bigger impact. You know, they, they right now have been working with a lot of one-on-one and, you know, they're, they're not quite getting to that 10 K per month figure, six figures, the couple of little tweaks that they could make and they would easily get there and surpass it rather quickly. So ideal, ideal client for us is someone who's going to pay attention, someone who's going to listen 
because that's that's key like if you're not if you're not going to implement what we teach then you know there's no sense in spending the money to to work with us and then somebody who is about more than just the money initially somebody who actually cares and wants to make an impact and a difference on the people that they serve totally better that way <laughs> so do you see any problems that they're they typically tend to make you know honestly one of the biggest things that i see most early stage entrepreneurs especially early stage and they haven't had another business of any kind prior to that or they've just been stuck in early stage for for a long time is all about mindset and you know that's that's really like believing in your in yourself and believing in your abilities to deliver for your clients is one of the first things that you need to overcome and then the second thing is pricing services too low you know a lot of times people will lose sales and I've, I've been on the buying side of this, but people will lose sales because their stuff is too low. And as a, as a buyer, it's difficult for me to believe that I can get the results that someone's promising at a low dollar. And, and th this is all over the board and it really depends on what we're talking about. But, you know, I would rather pay $5,000 for something and believe that I'm going to be able to achieve that result from the things that I'm going to learn, then pay $500. And most likely that coach or that service provider is not bringing in enough revenue, at least not from that single transaction to be able to deliver on, on what they're promising. I know, like you said, it's hard to judge because it depends on your industry and stuff. But is there kind of like a little rule that you could do like to know that you're at a good spot. So is it like at first, like double and see where you are and then maybe increase a little bit until people, not everyone says yes or something like that. Generally, if you want to have freedom in your business, you need to be at a position where your pricing and your program or your services can scale. So initial services should be at least $3,000 for one time. And most people will pay that amount of money at a minimum for the right result. So if you're, if you're not able to get that, you may not, you may be focusing on the wrong thing. You may be focusing on the wrong messaging. You may be focusing on the wrong result or the wrong pain points of your client. So, but once you're at that point, you can work your way up from there. But I also kind of look at it from the back, from the backside of it. So what is the result you're delivering? And then what is that result worth? And there's way to, ways to quantify that regardless of what niche someone's in. It's certainly much easier to do in a B2B or like make money kind of space, but it can be done in relationships. It can be done in fitness, all of those things. So what is that result worth over a 12 month period? And then divide that by 10. That's usually one of the first starting points that I look at when I'm working with somebody else. Well, thank you. What are some goals that you have, goals that you have for your next year? For the next 12 months, really, my, my goal is to have an impact on at least 250 coaches and service providers where they're able to see more freedom in both time and financial and personal freedom. All the areas that counts. Yeah, exactly. How would that change your business? Honestly, I don't, it wouldn't have a whole lot of impact on my business as much as it would have an impact on me personally of just, you know, feeling like I really made a difference in some people's lives. Do you think there's a, like a roadblock at all that's holding you back from achieving it? No, I really don't think so. It's just, I mean, if anything, it would be time to continue working on that, but 
I, I right now I don't see anything holding me back. What is the best advice you have ever received? The best advice I ever received, man, this goes way back high school days. And it was, you know, obviously this is framed within the realm of reality, right? But you can, you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to. You just, you just have to want it bad enough and work hard enough for it. Kind of goes back to that thing too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the best advice you've ever given? The best advice I have ever given one of the things that I, that sticks out to me is learn to be content. If you're not content with where you're at now, then you're never going to be content. It doesn't matter what point you get to. That doesn't mean don't keep striving to better yourself or improve what you're doing or improve your situation. But if you can't be content, like even if you're flat broke, even if you're going through the hardest time in your life, if you can't learn to be content now, you'll never be content. The other, the other part of that is, you know, as, as I'm as I'm saying that made me think about, you know, going through the hardest time in your life. I think that's one of the big fears that people have. And one of the things that holds them back is fear of the unknown. And if you can look, stare that fear right in the face and really accept like, hey, what's the worst case scenario that can happen if I do this? The absolute worst case scenario. Once you can come to terms with that, that'll that'll be one of the biggest obstacles you can overcome to achieving whatever it is you set out to achieve. Because then it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> right. Like once you know, like, okay, this is what the worst case scenario is. And it's almost never going to be that worst case scenario. But once you know what that worst case scenario is, and you've accepted, okay, that really isn't that bad, then, you know, even if you fail, you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like procrastination on it to get on the call to make that sales call. And it's like, well, what's the worst they're going to say? No, but you right. know where you're not worse off than where you were before the call. Right. I, I appreciate your time with us today and taking time out of your busy schedule. So thank you. Sure. You're welcome. Was there, was there anything that we haven't touched on today or that I haven't asked you that you would like to share with us? You know, I, I, I did want to, if it's okay, can I, can I mention something that we're working on? Yes, please do. Okay, cool. So we have put together a uh, summit, Freedom Business Summit, and in there we're covering, and it, you know, it's free to attend, but in there we're covering all of the things really that you need to be successful in your business. So like getting the attention of your ideal client, selling, even covering some legal aspects and, you know, operations systems, automations, all of those things. So if any of your viewers or listeners are interested in that, they can go check that out at mikeharvey.co slash FBA. But yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing we're working on right now that I wanted to throw out there for everyone. Well, thank you. So where can people go to learn more about you and what you do? Probably the best place for them to go is to mikeharvey.co slash group. Okay. And then in there, they can get into our Facebook group and connect with us and do all of those things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Chat soon. All right. Bye, Virginia. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.